Good day, welcome back to Creation Talk. My name is Joe and this is Chris. And today we're going to talk about the Bible Project. So Chris, what's the Bible Project and what does it have to do with the framework hypothesis? Sure. The Bible Project is a non-profit crowdfunder organization and they produce free videos, blogs, podcasts, and classes. Uh, they say that the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus and that sounds great. Mm-hmm. But what do they teach specifically? And that's kind of the question. So the first thing I did was go to their statement of faith. And interestingly enough, I, I just read their statement of faith. It's a unified story that leads to Jesus. That's it. That's all there is to it. That's all. Just that, one, one sentence. Yeah. So that took me by surprise a little bit. Uh, what kind of what's your reaction to that maybe? Well, that doesn't tell me much. I mean, looking at that, how can I tell whether this is a resource I can trust or not, right? Exactly. So I had to do a little bit more digging yes. on it. So if I can't find a clear statement of faith, uh, what I try to do is go to the book of Genesis. What does the ministry teach there? Because so mm. many of our foundational doctrines come from Genesis, especially the first 11 chapters. And so I started reviewing their content. And in general, what we'll find in a lot of their videos um, are surface level. There's not much you're going to really come across. It's going to be anything controversial. It's more about maybe what they are or are not saying that you might pick up some nuances like that. Um, but I did find something in their visual commentary series on Genesis 1. And so this is what kind of started me off on a deeper dive into th- their theology. And here in Genesis 1, they kind of have their picture of their version of the framework hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't call it that, but it's very clearly laid out in the video with the structure there. And so here's where we're going to kind of kill two birds with one stone. This is a warning about Bible Project, but also built in here, we're going to talk about framework hypothesis and why, how they use it and why this is one of the compromised views that we don't really hold to. And so, Joel, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're here with me because uh, you've been such a big help in this whole process and gathering information and insights. For those of you who don't know, Joel, and when he's out on ministry, one of his talks he gives are on the different compromised views of Genesis. And so, Joel, can you give us a overview of the framework hypothesis like where did it come from is this something that's been taught for a long time is this scriptural is it line up what are you what are your thoughts okay the framework hypothesis is an idea that was invented in 1924 by a dutch professor and of course um, this is built around an idea that there's a particular structure in the genesis text so to say it's poetry and because it's poetry, they'll say that it cannot be a historical narrative. It's not a real historical text. And the main reason they use this is to promote the idea of uh, millions of years, essentially to deny that God created the world in six days, just a few thousand years ago. And of course, um, it started with this Dutch professor in, the 19, in 1924. But as it went along, it became more popular. And there was a guy, an Old Testament professor, uh, Meredith Klein, who actually introduced this into a lot of the evangelical churches that we see today and seminaries. Hmm. So basically what it's saying is that Genesis, the text in Genesis 1.1 to 2.3 can be placed in a very unique structure, what they call a triad structure. Okay, so what's the triad structure? This is that day one corresponds to day four, day two corresponds to day five, and day three corresponds to day six. Mm -hmm. So for example, day one, two, and three will be talking about God creating the universe or the world that we see today. And day four, five, six will be talking about God filling those very same domains. So they'll say, hey, look, there's a structure in there, therefore it's poetic. And because it's poetic, it's um, it's not real history. 
So that is essentially what the framework hypothesis is supposed to be about. And I'll admit, when I first looked at this, it it looked pretty convincing. It, on first glance, especially with pictures and things like that, it, it seemed to match up and line up. Do you know of anybody that holds to Genesis as a historical account, but also holds to a framework view? But I don't know of any well-known theologians that will hold sure. to that view. And the reason why they come up with a framework hypothesis in the very first place is so that they can deny the historicity of the text. Right. So it doesn't make sense for them to hold the framework hypothesis and then still say that, you know, six days, because that's the very reason they invented that. And I've, that's what I've come across as well. And I've been, been looking into some different forms of it and whatnot, and it's, it's pretty much across the board. That's the exact same thing. So now let's get into some specifics about how Bible Project uses this. And with a deeper dive, you might find more of an amalgamation of some different views on Genesis 1 within their teaching. But essentially, it's this idea of creating and filling order out of chaos. And then we'll look at days, all the different days that we just discussed, mm-hmm. the different triad of days. So we'll have uh, one, two, and three, and we'll have four, five, and six, and we'll look at the different pairings and how that matches up. And let's also use scripture to see how they compare to, That's right. and what, yes, what, what does scripture actually say? We'll go with that. All right, so in day one, Bible Project starts with, and God said, let there be light. Light is introduced, day and night, evening and morning, and then that pairs up with day four. Lights in the sky take over the responsibility of this realm, which seems to be timekeeping. And there's a couple of initial problems with this. Joel, when does day one start? Verse one and the beginning, or where they say verse three, and God said, let there be light. Yeah, I think it's actually day one, right? I mean, day in Genesis 1, 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But like you point out, they say that day one only starts on verse three onwards. But that cannot be so because in Exodus 20 verse 11, here God is giving the um, the, the Ten Commandments and on the Sabbath. He actually says this in Exodus 20 verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So here, God in six days made heaven and earth. So that's from verse 1, Genesis 1, 1, mm-hmm. all the way to the end of creation weeks in six days. So it's not like verse 1 and verse 2 is way before the start of day 1 on verse 3. Right. So I, I think that um, I don't see how you can reconcile what Bible um, Bible Project is saying here because they claim that day 1 only starts on the third day. On, on verse 3, sorry. On verse 3, right. So verse 3 is a continuation of thought from verse 1 and 2. So something strange about projects with verse 1 and verse 2 is that they will use this language of deep abyss, formless and void to cover these theological uh, literary ideas, trying to talk about non-existence, nothingness, non-reality, this pre-creation state. However, we think of verse 1 as uh, we talk about a merism, Yes. Right? And we talk about it not just being a summary statement. They will say something to the effect of, in the beginning, God created the skies and the land. That's this kind of summary statement. That's, but that's not quite correct. What's, what's a merism? Well, a merism is a literary technique whereby mentioning the two opposite ends, you kind of include everything that's in between. Hmm. So in, in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth represents God creating everything that is in existence. See, there isn't a word universe in Hebrew. 
So mm. heavens and the earth, they name the two ends. It means that God created everything in between. And and in English, we do something similar. For example, if I say it rained uh, all day and night, what does that mean? All day, uh, the whole time. The entire time, right? Yeah. So that is kind of like a merism in that sense. Mm. But in Genesis 1.1, yes, it says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth to include everything. That's the language there. But it doesn't stop there because the second part actually zoom into how God creates this aspect. In verse 2. Yes. Right, right, right. So verse 1, a merism of everything happening. In verse 2, continuation of that. Verse 3, the creation of light. All of this is within day 1. So now let's compare this to day four. So they're they're saying that there's a something being created and something being filled here. So at first glance, you might think, all right, well, heavens are made on day one. It kind of says it there with light is kind of controlling the heavens in a sense. And day four has a sun, moon, stars, and they're governing that light. And it looks at first glance correct. But what does, let's look at scripture here. What does verse 14 say? Okay, verse 14 says, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens. Okay, and then verse 15 says, they shall serve as lights in the expanse of the heavens. And then actually additionally says to give light on the earth. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that. That's actually more of a, it's more of a day three reference than a day one reference, if anything. So this expanse that's created here, that's referring to day four, um, when was this expanse created? On day two. So verse 15 also says God placed them in the expanse of the heavens. So day four cannot be filling anything on day one because what God has placed them into, this expanse of the heavens. It's only day two. Yes, was not created until day two. So we have a day two and a day four. Those do not mismatch. Those yeah. are, that's a mismatch. All right. Let's keep moving on. I want to. We want to talk about just a couple of different problems within the different pairings. There's... there's more we could point out, but we're just going to hit a few here. So day two, we have Bible Project has waters being separated above and below, skies and sea. And then day five, they have birds above and fish below. Sounds pretty simple. Water's being split. Yes. So in verse six, uh, Genesis one, verse six, we have, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. But in verse 8, what is this expanse named? Heaven. So and we just covered that from day 4 and day 2. We're kind of already, we're going to be having a lot of overlap with each of the days here because of how many different mismatches there are. So this is our first mismatch here. We've already talked about this on day 4 a little bit where this uh, idea of the sun, moon, and stars are said to be placed in. They are placed in the expanse of the heavens. So our second mismatch is that the seas are not created until day three. And that might seem like an unfair criticism at first because the verse we just read in verse six, let the waters be separated from the waters. Yes. And that's on day two, kind of putting in what's happening on day five with birds above, fish below. But waters were also there on day one as well. Correct. So yeah, so let's remember that. So before the separation even occurs, water has already been present. Mm-hmm. So. There's an already present water, and then now God has separated something, and in between he's called that an expanse. And when was the sea called a sea? And yeah, seas aren't named until day three. Yes. So even if there's something being filled here, the first creation of this thing being filled isn't until day one, mm-hmm. and then it's named on day three. Let's look at verse 10 next. And God called the dry land earth, 
and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And that's where we're day referencing three. on day three. Correct. So let's compare this to day five. What does verse 20 say? In verse 20, it says, let the waters swarm with swamps of living creatures. All right. Waters are created on day one and they're split on day two. Yes. But then what does verse 22 say? Verse 22 say, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. All right. So I looked up this Hebrew word here and this word is used in verse 10 for day three, this word seas. Mm -hmm. So what's being created on day three seas is named and then the fish are filled, the waters in the seas on day five. That seems like a better match to me than what day two would be. Not to mention, again, we just said day one is actually where the waters were created anyways. So it would lower likely be a day one or a day three match is a better match than day two. What God's is just doing the splitting action there. So in verse 20, it says, let birds fly across the earth, across the expanse of the heavens. And that's the only reference here we have that we a, would be a correct matching because the birds are flying across the expanse of the heavens. And we just mm-hmm. said expanse of the heavens is created on day two. Yes. And as an added kind of bonus, we just read in verse 22, it says, let birds multiply on the earth. It's more of a day three reference again. So we'll keep moving on. From day three and day six is our last matching here. We have Bible Project shows that this day having land emerge and vegetation. And day six, we have animals emerge and people. So land and vegetation are correct, uh, but it was curious to me, again, why the seas weren't named here, especially because there's arguments from ancient Near Eastern cultures where something has significance when it's named. Mm-hmm. So strange to me that that was kind of glossed over. And there's some other day three issues we've already kind of covered with day four, uh, having lights that shine on the earth because of this function they're having in day five where the birds are filling the earth. We've already named those as well. So again, a lot, lot of overlap here as we name, go through each of these problems with these different days. Let's compare this to day six. All right, so we already see what's happening on day three. Recap, seas are named, land emerges. On day six, there's a direct correlation with animals and man being put on dry land and they're given food from day three. Right? They're given vegetables or plants to eat. They are, as well as the birds, on that, but that's a day five thing. So that's the problem there, right? So they yes. say they try to match day three to day six because land creatures and men eat vegetables, <laughs> but plants on day five are also eating vegetables, and but they don't draw the link there at all. Yep. And plus there's nothing to fill, as far as creating a filling, nothing fills the seas that are created on day three, on day six. It's all about land, animals, that's man. That's excellent point, yes. Yes. So basically, you're saying that the whole triad structure which they claim is supposed to match is a complete mismatch. Yes, and we haven't even gone through every mismatch that we've talked about before on in our articles and things like that. So some final thoughts here. Uh, we'll post and link some articles to this whole framework idea, and you can do some more digging on your, uh, yourselves for your own further study. As far as BioProject goes, um, we haven't covered every inconsistency But as a final note, I wanted to mention that they do have some classroom teachings on Genesis 1 through 11. In fact, about 300 pages worth. And so I'm still kind of going through some of that myself right now. But I wanted to just kind of touch on a few things that I've come across that you can pull in for your own study and make your own conclusions on. So here's a few things. Adam and Eve, uh, they're being chosen from an already present humanity in their classroom notes here. Genesis 2 is not a zoomed in look on day 6 of Genesis 1. 
they say the order of creation of animals and humans is flipped. And uh, we've written about that as well. Humans were created mortal by nature, not because they had because they had not eaten of the tree of life yet. And so these were all these were all theistic evolution kind of pre ideas, yes. stuff that we've yes that we've talked about and covered before. Um, some more serious ones. There seems to be a denial of original sin. Uh, this is described as humanity replaying the sin of Adam and Eve in their own way, not that we sinned in and with Adam, as per Romans five. And then Hebrews 9 says, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. This concept is kind of glossed over with the Mm -hmm. whole sacrifice that Cain and Abel brought. And then there is a denial of a worldwide flood, more of a ancient Near Eastern Mesopotamian um, cultural folklore type thing that we'd be crossed in. So all things that we've covered. In addition to uh, some of our website articles that you can research on this, we also have some books available. Joel, tell us about two books that we have that would kind of cover this topic. Okay, there are two books I would highly recommend. One is this one by Dr. Kenneth Kentry. It's called As It Is Written, The Genesis Account, Literal or Literary. And this deals with the framework hypothesis that we discussed in this. And the second one I would re- highly recommend is this commentary by Dr. Jonathan Safati. So The Genesis Account. And this one again will address creation dealing with um, scientific, uh, even church history, and even what Bible says. And what's something I really like about this book is its discussion about the Hebrew and the theological concepts that's inside here. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the strong points in this book. So if you're interested to know more, let us know your thoughts uh, in the comment section below. Remember to follow us and check out these resources too.